walking into this room, it was a dinner networking session at a live event that I was attending. There were larger round tables in the middle, you know, those tables that seat around 10 people. And then there were these round standing cocktail tables against the wall. And as soon as I walked in, I saw all these people already seated. They were, or they were standing and they were talking and networking. My breathing started getting a little bit shallow. My mind was going blank and I started getting a little bit anxious to the point that I turned to Bonner, who was with me and said, I think I'm going to cry. I literally had to leave the room and take a walk before being able to come back in. That, my friend, is the kind of introvert I am. I find it much easier to talk to you this way over a microphone than in real life. I can be painfully shy and awkward and definitely get into my own head about why people wouldn't want to talk to me or why they wouldn't find me interesting. And I know that that sets me back, back from my own personal development and growth and definitely in my business development and growth. Now, the mind-boggling thing is that event that I described, that was only nine months ago. Since then, I've been working really hard to get over myself and to not use my natural introversion as an excuse to not meet new people and not create genuine connections and relationships, especially at live events. If I've paid for the ticket, I want an ROI from it, right? And what better ROI than to create relationships, connections, partnerships that can be mutually beneficial? Now, if any of this sounds familiar, if like me, you know the power of live events to meet people, but perhaps you're a little bit shy, a little bit awkward, maybe you don't know how to act, you get drained of energy, in other other words, you're a shy introvert, then this episode is for you. I actually have a special guest joining me on this episode. Jared Easley, who is the co-founder of one of the largest live podcasting events in the world, Podcast Movement. And he's going to share with us how, as introverts, we can make the most out of an event like Podcast Movement. My name is Deidre Shen, the CEO and co-founder of Capture, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter, and this is the Grow My Podcast show. Welcome, welcome to the Grow My Podcast show. My name is Deidre Shen and I'm joined today by Jared Easley, who describes himself as the underdog's underdog. He wouldn't typically be the first person in a room picked as the next big thing. However, he has this unique gift of genuine one-to-one connections that he has built and which has compounded over the years. And this has helped transform an average everyday guy into an emerging leader in business and specifically podcasting as the host of the Star of the Doubts podcast and the co-founder of Podcast Movement, the world's largest conference for podcasters. But it definitely did not start off that way. We were not anybody special. We were just individuals doing separate podcasts. And I'd stumbled across his podcast and really liked the creativity and the framework that he used. So I reached out to Dan, not knowing him because I liked his show and we became friends through that. And that led to a discussion of, well, where do podcasters go in terms of a conference? Like where do they go? And 
at that particular time, there really wasn't anything. We And we searched like far and wide. We looked everywhere to try to find, okay, is there a place for podcasters to go to, you know, have a community and learn from each other? And the only place that we found was a conference that was really for bloggers, but they also had some YouTube sessions. They also had some social media sessions. And then they had this, what we call redheaded stepchild corner of the conference that was for podcasters. And that was a, a conference that was in Las Vegas and it was in January. And so we signed up to go and really just trying to make the most of that opportunity. Trying to fill this gap they saw, Jared and Dan decided to organize their own meetup of pod- podcasters going to this conference. We held a, a meetup, not even, <laughs> not even really knowing people. We just put out the day before the conference started, hey, there's this bowling alley. We're going to meet at this bowling alley and they had a bar there and it's like, it's just, you know, you know, serve yourself kind of thing. And we had, I think over a hundred people come to this meetup, which was hilarious because we, we didn't know anybody. We just used the the hashtag of the event and said, Hey, if, if you're in town early, come hang out with the podcasters. And so when we, when we were at that meetup, we, we talked to a lot of people that were attending the event that were interested in podcasting. And, and as we attended the event later in the week, we realized, okay, there's a lot of attendees at this event that's for blogging that are actually interested in podcasting, but the content for podcasting is very small. Like there's not a lot of it. And that was kind of the light bulb moment. It was like, well, there needs to be something for podcasting. And Dan, his background was a CPA. Mine was project management. And we had never done events, but we just kind of had this wild epiphany, like, hey, maybe we could be the ones to, to try to put this together. But before jumping straight in, like a lot of us do, me included, when we have this amazing idea, they decided to be a little bit smarter. So we determined in order to validate this idea we shouldn't just go try to create something and, and see if it would work. We wanted to make sure, let's make sure it's val. you know, people want it and we're not just going to waste a lot of energy and, and resources into something that would fail. We decided to do a crowdfunding campaign. We used Kickstarter and we just promoted it through different podcaster connections that we had, different people that we met at that conference and said, this is going to be a podcast-specific event. We decided on the city of Dallas at that time because Dallas had, in the year previous, a small event called PodCamp, which I don't even think those exist anymore, but it was kind of like a WordPress type of event, but for podcasters, but it was a one-day thing. It was a single track, one stage. So, But we knew there was people in Dallas that had attended a podcast event. So we were like, okay, that's a city that has a proof of concepts where podcasters come to. It's a city in the U.S. that most people can get to via direct flight. And so we determined, okay, let's try to do an event in Dallas. And then we, we dreamed the big dream where we decided what if what if we could get 200 podcasters together and that that number just seems so enormous and far-fetched that you know oh yeah right but we (laughs) we we did the campaign and we raised enough money to meet the goal of the campaign the the minimum goal in the very first day which was a shocker to us because like i said we weren't influential we didn't have massive influence. We didn't have massive connections. We just knew other podcasters. 
and we personally were interested in, in doing this and wanted to see if other people would support it. And they did. They, you know, will you speak at this? Will you share it with your network? Will you uh, contribute? And enough people did that. We raised that minimum number in the first day. And then after 30 days, it was over three times that minimum number, which is not enough to put on a, a high quality conference, but it was enough to prove the concept. And that's when we got to work. We just started asking people, will you speak at this? Will you help us? We connected with people that had events or did conferences that we knew and asked for their advice. If you were to do this all over again, what would you avoid? What would you try to ignore? What would you, you know, definitely do? And we got some very good tips from generous people that just hopped on a call with us and didn't charge us or anything. They just were gracious. And of course, that's not enough <laughs> to execute a, a high quality event. There's really no better way to learn than to do it. And I don't know that I definitely re would recommend people go start events because it's actually a lot of work and a lot, a lot goes into it. And there's a lot of risk, even things that we were just completely naive and, and didn't think about or care about at the moment. We just like, hey, could we do this? Which isn't always the best business strategy, but that was what we did. We had our first event and we had over 600 people come that first year, which blew our minds. That was, you know, we were thinking 200 would be, you know, this amazing thing. We had the over 600 and that's when we knew, okay, there's something to this. And that caught, that caught the attention of a lot of people. And the next year for feedback from the event, we realized, okay, we need to expand more. We had just kind of specific groups that were at that first event. We wanted to be more diverse and have other niches in podcasting, have more representation in our speaking. But it certainly wasn't a straight upward path for Jared and Dan from there. They were both still working their full-time jobs, but they knew they were onto something. So like many entrepreneurs, they took the seed of a business idea and decided to make it work as a side hustle first. The first four years, uh, this is not commonly known, but the first four years that we did this, we had full-time day jobs and we did this on top of that. So it was like two full-time day jobs and one paid, which was our day job. And then the event, <laughs> we were grateful to break even one year. We lost, oh my gosh, we lost like $40,000 one year. That was, uh, that was the year I thought my wife was going to leave me, but yeah, we somehow survived that. And, and so that's why I, I kind of make jokes about people that want to start events. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? Cause there's, there's, man, there's a lot to it. And it's actually a lot of work. I'm thankful to say that some of those mistakes, those first few years put us in a position to lick our wounds and kind of get together and determine what went wrong and how do we protect ourselves moving forward. So a number of guardrails have been put in place over the years from lessons that we've learned. And after that fourth year, that was the tipping point. That was the point where we actually started to make some money and, and we got to a place where we realized, okay, we need to be full-time and focus all our time and energy on this. And we had enough money in our business account to have a six month runway. <laughs> and we're like, if we, you know, let's bet on ourselves, let's really go for it. And so in that six month time frame, we, we just put full-time, we had dropped our day jobs. And that was a, a little bit of a, uh, a, a bold and step of faith, leap of faith, if you want to call it that. So we, we pushed and, and that was a wonderful decision because that, that really even further proved that we were doing the right thing and we had done it in a way that was 
not reckless and not creating harm to our families or, you know, not, not being ridiculous. And, and although we had some struggles and we did lose some money that one year, you know, we, we were able to, you know, recover from that and, and eventually be in a position to hire staff. And so at this point, you would be forgiven for wondering how in the world this event actually blew up. It's something that I was certainly curious about. One of the things that I'm most proud of about podcast movement is Dan and I realized from the very beginning that the best way we believed to build community was to never make podcast movement just about ourselves, meaning we wouldn't put our face on the marketing. We, we decided a long time ago that was not what we would do. We would make the community the stars. And in doing so, I think that really put podcast movement in a position to have trust where people realize, okay, this isn't just somebody trying to get rich or, or trying to you know, have this ego. It's, some, it's a group of people that really are serious. And we also really made a, a genuine effort to find diverse speakers, not just have all white male executives on panels. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's just so many other events that have that. And we wanted to have women of color. We wanted to have BIPOC podcasters. We wanted Christian podcasters, Muslim podcasters, gay podcasters. We wanted, you know, you know, we we'll try to get as many people together that could share their experiences. And we started to really make that effort and build those relationships, which didn't happen overnight. That took some time. And so now there's a lot of large podcast companies, uh, other organizations that have podcasts that are well-known that will invest in podcast movement, that will send their staff there, that will support, will sponsor, exhibit, things like that. Those relationships took several years to really foster and develop. And, and those are there now because of an approach of community first and people saw that an, an army was created, so to speak. And and it's hard to ignore an army. Like if it's just you like waving your hand, like, look at me, you know, most people won't care. But if, if, there's, if there's, there's a lot of people that are saying, hey, check this out, then more people will be interested in that. That I think happened. And the only reason that happened, I think, was because we removed ourselves from that equation and that temptation of, of just making it about ourselves and, and really trying to, to be community minded. And that caught fire. People trusted it. They, they started to come. We, we took money that we made and we didn't just put it in our pockets. We reinvested in the event the first few years. And that was smart because that allowed us to have a high quality event where people would come and they didn't feel like they were getting cheated or, or that they spent too much money on something that didn't deliver enough value. And, and I've seen that sadly with some new events that I think are put together by people that are well-intentioned, but they... They pocket the money instead of putting the money back into the event. And when you have a really high quality event, that, that's a, a wow factor for, for other people who go to events. And when they see, okay, this is serious. This is not something that's low budget, that's not cheap, that's not you know ghetto, so to speak. They, they will tell their friends about it. And so we, we really tried to create that environment and it worked. And, and so I'm thankful for that. I'm humbled by that. And now we're in a position where you know, we get amazing speakers, we get amazing people involved, both that are professional and both and some that are, you know, hobbyists that record in their bedroom. 
and we all learn from each other and it's every niche which wasn't happening before which I'm, I'm very thankful to say you know i think podcast movement the grand scheme of things regardless of what happens the podcast movement podcast movement was a catalyst for bringing a lot of these niches and these categories together where that wasn't happening before and, th and that led to relationships where sponsors would come to us and say hey we're connected with this person and and we could potentially bring in this person and and so it's now become more of that so not to name drop because i really am not a name dropping person but you know someone like quest love comes in and is the dj for your event i mean quest love is with the roots and he's on you know the tonight show with jimmy fallon and an award-winning entry film producer now like he's, he's just an amazing talent and to have him do our party in nashville was was so good and paris hilton she she was at our event in march she was a dj there and, and people are like this this is really paris hilton like this is not a joke like she's right yeah. there i can take a selfie with her and you know that that is not something that we could have ever put together on our own we didn't have those connections we didn't know those people we didn't we were not qualified <laughs> to be in those circles but it, it's a, a testimony i think to trust to doing the right thing, reinvesting in the brand and really just trying your best to build community. And then other people see that and they appreciate that. They respect that and they want to be involved and support it in what ways they can. And that has created opportunities. As Jared was talking, I couldn't stop myself thinking how powerful this was. The core message in what he was sharing is that the growth of podcast movement in this business he was building ultimately came down to the strength of his relationships and connections that he was building. And as business owners and podcasters ourselves, we need to also take heed. For me as an introvert, I knew this lesson intuitively, but it really came to life for me in this conversation. But it also scared the heck out of me. How in the world was I going to be able to create my version of this? Well, the great thing is that I got to tap into Jared's mind around this very topic so that we can learn from an amazing relationship builder and connector like him. So as an introvert, how can we make the most out of a live event like Podcast Movement so that we can build those relationships, build our podcast and ultimately our business? Hang with us. We are going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, answering this question is exactly what we're going to be diving into. Are you ready to reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast? Well, it's time to meet every podcaster's new best friend, Capture. Capture is the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter and the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. In just 10 minutes or less, Capture will turn your episode audio file into an episode title, description, show notes, social media captions for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, a promotional email, blog post, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and full transcript. All of the drafts it creates for you are fully editable and downloadable. All you have to do is just upload your episode audio, wait for it to generate the drafts for you, and view and edit these drafts and download them to use in all of your marketing content. But before you think that Capture is just another robot that just writes words for you, I have to tell you about what makes Capture different. 
You see, Capture's AI has a very robust mix of human intelligence mixed into it. Capture was created by marketers so that every piece of copy it writes for you is infused with content honey traps so that your podcast episode stops the scroll and hooks your audience in to listen. But don't just take my word for it. Capture is offering you a free trial so you can see the magic for yourself for your podcast. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and nope, there is no credit card required. Just head on over to www.capture.com and sign up for a free trial. That's www.capsho.com and sign up for a free trial today. Hey, hey. Okay. So I'm here with Jared Easley, the co-founder of Podcast Movement, the largest podcasting event in the world. And he has joined me to help us not just ask me specifically as well, a shy, little bit awkward introvert, make the most out of attending a live event like Podcast Movement so that I can ultimately grow my podcast show and grow my business. So I would love for you to share with us almost your three top tips to make the most out of, out of an event for of like Podcast Movement. And especially for introverts, obviously extroverts and ambiverts can learn a lot. I mean, they're probably naturals at this, but, you know, for people who are on the shyer side, more awkward side, don't want to put themselves out there side, how would you advise them to make the most out of podcast movement? Yeah. You are describing a number of our attendees. And and so we've heard from so many people that have been in that similar situation. I'm kind of anxious about this, but I really believe I should be there. So they take that risk and that risk ends up being something that they see a lot of fruit from. So a couple of things to consider is we have a wonderful event app that comes out a few weeks before the event, which allows a number of things. It allows you to review the sessions. It allows you to review attendees, exhibitors, sponsors, speakers, things like that. And I think that is a key that is very important for, especially for the introvert is just to to go ahead and, and kind of look through that and see, okay, what are the things that I really feel like are important for where I'm at right now? that either I need to learn or is there someone that I need to meet? And even if that's a little uncomfortable, is there someone that I need to just reach out to and say, hey, I'd like to say hello? Because most people are gracious and they're, they're willing to do that. And you would be surprised. You could be, you know, having a coffee with someone from Apple or from, I, you know, Spotify and Pandora and Sirius XM and iHeartRadio and I, I can name dozens of others. You could end up doing that because those people are there. And there's a number of brands that are there. So you can look through that list and you can kind of see, okay, these are people that I want to try to reach out to. You can message them on the app and you can say, hey, would it make sense? Would it look, you know, can we have a coffee? Can I, if not, can just stop by and say hello? And most people will, will at a bare minimum say hello. And, and I, I think you should consider doing that, even if that is a little uncomfortable, just allow yourself that chance to meet someone that is potentially going to be in a position to help you. And, and not that you're necessarily doing it for that purpose, but if you can get on the radar of these folks, a lot of them will remember you. And, and if you can build a relationship with them, that can create opportunity. But for someone who's an introvert, I realize that's scary. Another thing that's important is there's certain things that we do, like a new podcaster primer. So if you're a new podcaster, there's this specific event that's just for you, where you can come and you can kind of get some of the lingo down. You can kind of get some of the the understanding of of podcasting prior to to going to this drinking from this fire hose and learning all this stuff. And it's a wonderful setup because it's also a networking piece to the event. 
where you're allowed to interact, you're allowed to connect in a, a safe environment and round tables and there's pre you know, that are available. So it's not this complete, okay, you're on your own, you know, start an icebreaker. It's, 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 it's set, a, set up specifically to try to aid the person who might be a little uncomfortable initially. And what will happen is you'll, you'll meet a couple people and then those couple people become your buddies. And those are the people you might have lunch with. Those are the people that you might end up spending that first day with and you go to the party with that evening and, and then you meet a couple more. And the next thing you know, you've, you've made friends, whether you're intended to or not, and, and you're feeling more comfortable than you did going in. We also have the new attendee orientation, which is also a similar thing. Okay. I've never been a podcast movement. So this kind of walks you to, okay, what should you expect? And what do you want to think about doing? And, and so it'll list out all the various things to consider. Oh, here's the networking part. You don't want to miss this. Here's why there's food. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't want to spend all this money on, on food. Maybe your budget is tight, you know? Okay. So eat there, go to that event and you eat there, meet some people. So things like that are really important and you, you find out. And then I would, I would say lastly is <laughs> just don't be afraid to talk to someone and if you can't think of any other question, you can always say, tell me about your podcast. That simple question is your icebreaker. And that question will give that other person the opportunity. Well, I podcast about dogs and you know, and you can hear what they have to say and they are almost always going to return and reciprocate. They're going to be like, well, tell me about what you're doing. And we're like, well, I'm, I'm new here and I'm trying to figure things out. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have anyone I should meet? So, you know, you can ask those types of questions and they'll be like, oh yeah, you need to meet Stacy. Let me introduce you to Stacy. So it's, it is a little bit, it's a leap of faith. It's a, it's a, you know, you got to step out of the comfort zone a little bit, but if you can do that, we try to make it as easy as possible. We try to have badges and different things that we put on the, you know, the, the name badge, little, little pins and things that are icebreakers or, or just ways to show who you are and, and then give you a chance to not necessarily always be the one breaking the ice, but have people see, you know, a question there or something on your pen and then they'll bring it up. They'll talk to you, uh, but it, it is overall a collaborative community, a synergistic group and, and people are gracious. And so it's easy to say that, but it, once you experience it, you'll, you'll find out. But yeah, the more you can kind of prep yourself and kind of know, okay, this is the schedule and these are things I really want to be at. And then, also consider leaving yourself time to see the exhibitors, talk to them, um, just because uh, they're not just sell, sell, sell. There's actually some really kind people that, you know, just want to help. And yeah, you make a lot of friends that way. So I, I think, but also make some time for you. If you need a nap or if you need, I need 30 minutes to just go have some quiet, you know, because I'm not used to this. So that's okay. Take it. You know, it's all right. We have virtual passes for people that are afraid they're going to miss something. They can go back and watch it later. Or you just may realize, hey, it's okay. I'm going to take 30 minutes. I'm going to go have, you know, some water and just, just kind of allow myself to recharge and then, you know, go back into it. And if you need that, that's okay. Take that. You should do that. So we try to create environments for that. We've had less with the COVID, but pre-COVID, we had like a, a kind of a special area that was for that type of thing where you could just kind of relax. We had bean bags and we had, you know, all this fun stuff to kind of lounge and, and take a moment, get on your laptop and check your email if you need to, whatever. So I, I think we have put forth a lot of effort to be creative and, and kind of create a, a environment where the introvert is welcome and, and can be plugged in in a reasonable way and, and not have to, uh, feel super uncomfortable and yeah. i hope that they'll uh, give that a chance and the parties are always really fun 
So I'd say don't skip the parties because there usually is food and it's, yeah, just go for the food if for no other reason, <laughs> save, save a couple of bucks. But parties are amazing. And, and yeah, I think, I think you'll have more fun than you realize you'll end up having a good time. So yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah. It does. Wow. I mean, I, I've already bought my tickets, but I feel so much better now knowing that as an introvert, I can come and do all of those things, you know, check out the app, see who I need to connect with beforehand. Just say hi, come like go to, go to the events that you've that you're holding specifically for to facilitate that environment to help people yeah. meet others and hey every now and then if i'm like yep i just need 30 minutes to myself i just need to recharge my batteries take that time yeah take I, it. Yep. I love those yeah, uh, and <laughs> I, I i need it too uh, there's moments yeah. where i'm like hey i need to step away for a little bit get it take the step away yeah yeah, come back. And for anyone listening to this, if you are introvert, if you're still a little bit sh- scared or shy, as I said, I'm going to be there. So just come say hi to me at the very there you beginning. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to love to say hi to to meet more people. But literally, there's no excuse to not go to podcast movement. Literally, we, no. Excuse. We try our best to make it as reasonable as we can. We try to have it in cities that are you know accessible. We try to you know, I mean, we try, but you know, some people can do it and some can't. And we have scholarships for people that are. I'm, you know, tight on money and, and we, we really do want people to be there and want people to enjoy it. And so, yeah, we, we try our best and some can and some can, and if you can, don't beat yourself up, but maybe next year, but yeah, we are excited about this event and I promise you, if you come it, you will at a bare minimum, you'll come away with new ideas. You'll likely come away with new connections that are becoming friends, potentially lifelong friends. But so many people have, have said that to us after the fact, like, yeah, I didn't realize, you know, how influence or, you know, how you know, what an impact this would have on me. And so, yeah, it's, it's no, not a joke. It's, it's something that can really not just motivate you in your podcast, but just, just really pick you up. Like if you're, you're just kind of having a challenging season or whatever, just go and, and you're going to walk away feeling refreshed. So I'm just going to put out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put out there that this event could potentially change your life. It could. And it asks for a number of folks. Yes. And so crazy to say, but I a hundred percent would, I would know that that's why I'm so keen. I'm so excited to be going because there's just going to be amazing people. There's going to be amazing things you're going to learn. You've already heard from Jared that they put so much thought and effort and care into this. There's no way that this is going to, isn't going to change the trajectory of the path that you're on. So Jared, if people want to attend, if they want to come, or if they want to learn more about podcast movement, where is the best place for them to go? So this year's event is 2022.podcastmovement.com. You can also go, just go to podcastmovement.com and click on events. We have wonderful social media channels. Our Instagram and our Twitter are always fun. We have a, a Facebook group that has like a crazy amount of people in it, like 75,000 people or something. And, and so that's a great place if you want to just ask a podcast question, like, hey, what mic are you using or what, how do you, you know, promote your show? You know, you, you, you even just going in the group, you'll get lots of really good uh, perspectives. And so, yeah, we have a number of great social channels. If you just search podcast movement, you'll find us pretty easily. But yeah, the event is 2022.podcastmovement.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jared, for joining us on the Grow My Podcast show. If you are serious about your podcast, I would highly, highly recommend taking the time to attend Podcast Movement and work on building those relationships. And if you get in on the link that I'm going to leave in the show notes, then you are going to get $75 off, which is a steal of a deal. I wish I'd gotten that discount when I signed up. So get in on it now, go to the show notes and 
Uh, use my link to buy your tickets to Podcast Movement.